thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Up For A Chat with Cindy O'Mara, Karen Smith, and Kim Morrison. Here we are, Up For A Chat, about the hottest topics that are important to you, inspiring you to awaken the change within. I'm Karen Smith. I'm Kim Morrison. And I'm Cindy O'Mara. And we have a fabulous, fabulous couple to interview today, the beautiful Tim and Ness. But before we go there, everybody who's listening... Just so that you know, we do also have a tart in the room and a skanky chiller crack whore. Her name is Kim Morrison. This interview could go anywhere. It could become X-rated because we are talking about sex and relationships. <laughs> so if you have kids in the car, you might want to turn this off and listen to it a little bit later. We don't know because we never know where the conversations are going. But we just want to preempt because we, you know, we do have a tart. You know, and the tart does take us down certain pathways, does she not? Well, the minute I saw a hunk walking, <laughs> how could we not? Mm. Yeah, the whole the whole room changed. And the minute know. I brought Tim into the room, it was like Kim. Her whole disposition. It was like busy, busy, busy. And she saw Tim and she went. Oh, hello, Christmas. <laughs> so that's what I could feel. It changed completely. It was hysterical. So Tim and Ness, as you're commonly known out there in the marketplace, you guys specialise in relationships and the mindset of relationships. So tell us how you guys, um, well, how did we even find you? Who are you and how did, we, how did we find you? Tell everybody. Yeah, well, how we came across, uh, actually, I went to Cindy's health retreat uh, with my mum and my auntie. You're only human. Yes, I know, and had a fabulous time. And, You're only human. Yeah. <laughs> and I must say, I did manifest that we'd have, be sitting here and we'd have this conversation with you guys because I listen to Alpha Chat. All the time. Shut the fuck up! I love you guys. So. Did you? So you set this up as a goal for yeah. yourself? And even in the set in the retreat, Cindy, you know, got us to write down what our intention was for the weekend, mm-hmm. and I put this. Right well, I think you just did it a lot. I do. That was awesome. Did you know that, Cindy? No, I didn't know she had it as an intention. She yeah. She just told me what she did, and I went, Yeah, we need to interview you. Yeah. And so I've had her email there for ages, but you know how we've been getting together lately. It's like eight o'clock at night, <laughs> five in the morning. Yeah. So this, and then it was yesterday we made the decision we better do some podcasting. And so I just hoped, I didn't have your phone number. No. Yeah. I just emailed and went, and this is like three o'clock last yesterday. Yeah. It was about three. Yeah, about then. Oh, geez. Last year, it was always meant to happen. Yeah. It was, it was. And, and we went back and forth and yeah. we're done. And then yeah. we thought we'd throw Tim in. Yes. Well, I'm very glad you did. <laughs> Been away for 48 sleeps now. Oh my god. Look out, Tim. Be very afraid. Be very, very afraid. It's a major thing. I'm not quite sure what to expect today. But, uh, thank you for that amazing introduction. I'm wiping away the embarrassment and the laugh at the same time. It must make you feel good, though. Like, you know. Well, it does. Usually when we're out and about, it's. <laughs> lovely Nessie who gets all the compliments and I'm just on her arm and you she's alone. Male. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's a it's a nice change. Yeah. So what are you guys all about? What's your what's your fine? Mm. So <laughs> Am I just being an idiot today? <laughs> you are hysterical. You are on fire. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> You're I, love it. I just had a lime juice. <laughs> With a 
shot of tequila to oh, rum. <laughs> she doesn't add that then. <laughs> no. yeah. I guess what we're about is we we really want people to live their dream life. And we believe part of that is between the years, a part of that is having amazing relationships and also looking after your health. Yeah. Uh, and they're the key areas that we, we focus on and we're really lucky and grateful that we get to live our dream life and we just want to share that message really. Yeah. And what is your dream life? Our dream life is travelling the world. We want to be international speakers, changing people's lives just like you lovely ladies. <laughs> And um, well, you might yeah. want to come to speakers fast. Just <laughs> throw that in. But no, we really, you know, we really want to live through our experiences and just be able to learn the lessons and pass that knowledge on and help people fast track their ultimate life. We've both been stuck in unfulfilling career paths where um, you know it's just something didn't feel right, and then that therefore affects all the other areas of your life, your relationships, your health for sure. And um, when we had these amazing discoveries ourselves and um, uncovered the limiting beliefs and just busted through them, we've been able to create an, a level of authenticity in our lives that is next to none, and we just want that to, for everyone. Everybody needs to be living a life that is 100% unapologetically then. Is it true that when you get that feeling, mm. when you have that, it's very hard not to become evangelistic, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's true, hey? you know? Yeah, it is, and, you know, but it's just so freeing no matter what. And, you know, especially coming from me being a, such a people pleaser, um, mm. you know, and overcoming that. Uh, that was my journey, and so for me, being authentic, authentic is um, yeah, it's just a really freeing feeling. So, yeah. what's been the journey for you? What's your story, and what have you done, or what have you discovered? What have you learned? Where have you been? What did you discover, and what if that, that's brought you to create what you've created now? What's been the path for both of you to get here? Yeah, both different journeys. Yeah, yeah like, you know, a few years ago now we um, connected, and that was. Through my past career, um, in, what was that? What was that? in health and fitness, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, and I decided to go online with that, and and being lucky enough to spend a decade there, and presenting, and personal training, and mentoring, and those types of and things, and clearly walking the talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, clearly, no, it's so, seriously, you are walking your talk. Like if you could see what Tim looks like, if you could see what we could see. <laughs> What she says. I know it's how she says. She says. I agree. <laughs> but coming back to you, Tim. Yes, but you sorry. do. You clearly walk the talk. You look amazing. You look well, healthy. Well, thank you. <laughs> you ladies look amazing no, as well. Thank I'm not just saying. No, we don't. No, we don't. We don't. <laughs> Keep going. Um, no, I've always had the attitude of you got to practice what you preach. Yeah. And you know, from a young age, through playing a lot of sport and and those things, I always looked after my health. Um, went down that track and, and just really felt that I love it and I still do and it's a huge part of what we do but it wasn't my dream life there was something more um, and I had a my sort of mission was 12 in 12 out what I called it was 12 weeks in Australia and 12 weeks travelling and so I went online with my fitness business and uh, the only thing that was missing was someone to share it with and not long after that probably six or so months I've done some relationship work with a, with a coach but just not just on relationships, but on getting my life back to the place that I wanted it to, being through some challenges. And I manifested, I truly believe, Vanessa here. And Tell them about your list. <laughs> oh, I did, and we teach some of this, but I did an ultimate partner list and, you know, some of you might have heard of that or, or, yeah. or whatnot, but just wrote down what I wanted in a partner and what I wanted in a relationship. 
And, and some of those things on that list was um, someone who valued their health, someone who was driven, someone who, you know, was loving and caring, someone who could accept me and understand me for who I am. Uh, I'm so sorry. I was taken. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> And I ended up with uh, with thirteen or so um, a, a list. And did of... you have, did you have pure beauty on the list as well? <laughs> I did. Nice work. <laughs> nice work. And but the funny thing about this list was he showed it to me when we'd gotten together, and he said, "You're everything on this list." And I read it, and then the last one was. Brunette. I was like, boom, <gasps> What's with this? So, you, so Vanessa know. walked out. <laughs> yeah. So 12 out of 13 does not cover. <laughs> Over. Hopefully I've changed his mind on that. Oh, absolutely. For the ones in the room. We have so much more fun. We so have much. So much, much more. Yeah. <laughs> she changed, changed that belief straight away. And, uh, so you didn't dye your hair, obviously. No way. <laughs> and that, that wasn't a must. That no, wasn't a no. hack. That was just a, a nice little bonus. So... <laughs> Was that because you'd had previous experiences with brunettes that didn't cut the chase? Or what was the whole blonde? Oh, a combination of things, I guess. <laughs> I mean, blondes. <laughs> no. Or did you think that blondes... They were too high maintenance, apparently. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, right. I, don't know, I obviously don't know what that belief was. It's just something that came up, came yes. out. Yes, that might need a little bit of therapy. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you clearly you've got over it. I have. I'll go over that within the first week. And nice. how did you both meet? What happened? How did that walk in yeah. to your life? Okay. Well, yeah, so it was through Tim's, um, his online site. I was actually following this woman um, who we're actually friends with and we get some business coaching from now. Um, but she um, ran a health blog and I followed her religiously. And then one day I got an email from her which said, hey, come and check out my friend Tim's website, sign up for his free fitness and fat loss tips. And so I jumped over, signed up, and it was a video each day. So I got to wake up with Tim in bed every morning. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> What's that website? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm serious. TimNeal.com.au. T-I-M-N-E-A-L.com.au. Right. .com.au. I've got a few subscribers. .au. That's T-I-M-N-E-A-L.com.au. Trust me. Everybody's writing it. You will want to wake up with this. They're, they're going to turn the podcast off and they're going to be right onto it because yeah. they're going to be wondering what we are looking at. <laughs> keep going. Oh, Vanessa, keep going. Yeah, so, so anyway, got onto that and then um, I then we got. I asked him a question. I asked him a question about green smoothies because I was really interested in getting on that and it was nothing on toward. I know I woke up with him every morning, but it wasn't like that. And um, we started, he replied. I wasn't actually expecting a reply. I just thought, oh, I might, might as well ask. And then Tim got back to me and he was really quick at getting back to me and it's so helpful. So I shot back another question about chin-ups or something. Actually, it's funny. We had a date night the other night and we actually went through all our old messages to each other. It was really hilarious. Yeah. I thought you were going to say that. Facebook. Facebook. I thought you were yeah. going to have a date night and go do chin-ups. <laughs> yeah, we do that all the time. But, um, but, yeah, fast forward a couple of weeks of just pure, like, messages about health and fitness and so forth. Tim Grusom. And she said balls. She just said, she said that, that's a big silence. <laughs> and he actually asked for a coffee. No. 
And oh, just as well you're in the same town. Well, yeah, that, and I think it's the Exactly, and it was online, but I thought, hey, I wake up with him every morning anyway. I'm sure I can meet this guy in yeah. person for a coffee. But he, you but, knew what he looked like, but he didn't know what you looked like. Facebook, he knew. He was scrolling through all my pictures. Oh, okay. so he, yeah. It's still a joke now. <laughs> I think I was stalking her on Facebook. It wasn't you quite a lot. Will I bring up something? No, I won't. <laughs> go on, tell us. He actually had a couple of pictures of my Facebook profile pictures in his phone, so I'm pretty sure he was stalking me. <laughs> Just a little weird. <laughs> well, you weren't very nice, though. What's the bit? You weren't yeah. Renette, though. So I gave her a chance. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> and we caught up for coffee, but we, I didn't realise Vanessa didn't drink coffee at the time. No, I wasn't. So I was having my long blacks. Yeah. And what did you order, babe? I ordered hot oh, chocolate that <laughs> turned out like it was thick custard. It must have been like, what sort of... Oh, like that Greek chocolate. It was a Greek oh. chocolate. And it was like sludge mm. and I didn't even drink it. We sat there for two or more hours. And yeah. then went over and grabbed went a drink after that, and yeah, it was great. I think. We went on our merry ways. <laughs> so I know that. Um, so then you guys got together, and yep. I know that where were you living before the Sunshine Coast? Before the Sunshine Coast, directly before that, we were living in Melbourne. In Melbourne, yeah. And you had um, you were both doing different things, like you were doing law. Yes, yeah. So I was at, I was doing law. Tim was PT, and yep. um, yeah, building this online business, which you know the benefit of that was meeting me, and he's <laughs> forgotten about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you actually manifested coming up here. Yes. You just, oh, yes, yeah. exactly. So we. Um, I mean, that's fast-forwarding, but we actually got it really involved with Anthony Robbins. Oh, right, yeah. Well, he's number one fan, it's like yeah. everybody else who knows him, I guess. But we went to UPW mm-hmm. um, at the very beginning of our relationship. So yeah. how long ago was that, UPW? Um, a couple of years ago okay. now. Yeah. And, um, you know, Tim had previously, he introduced me to that whole realm mm. of self-development and um, we, he asked me, you know, I've got these two tickets, which actually he'd had those two tickets that he bought two years prior when he attended UPW with the outlook that he'll have somebody to share that with and take somebody with um, to UPW, which he did. So we manifested that too. (laughs) So I I just have a question for Tim. Yeah. I find this fascinating. How, like you weren't there, but you obviously were, and you were on this journey. What gets, like, was it your family? Like, we were having this discussion the other night. Like, my family was like it. They were the weird ones in the 60s and 70s. So what about you? What what got you on this journey? Because I think people would like to know that is how does How do they convert their men? Yeah. (laughs) There we go. That's what we're trying to say. I was was very lucky. My parents were right in their self-development and personal development. Uh, And my parents were amazing. And I remember sitting in our four-wheel drive as a kid and hearing these these people on tapes talk and at seminars mm. and my parents were in the front seat and at the time, I didn't know until later in life, but they were dead broke. Um, we used to have rice and mince for dinner and dim sim because they couldn't afford anything else and I've got five, four brothers, so there's five of us. Mm. And, and boys eat a lot, hey? <coughs> oh, yes. And I can't stand rice and mince and dim sims anymore. <laughs> But they wanted something more. And, and you know, my parents divorced when I was two, but my stepdad is a very driven individual and he's a man-man and a, a lot of who I am today I owe to him and I owe to my, my, my real dad and, and mum because of the love that they showed. Uh, and 
I remember sitting in the four drive and listening to these seminars and half of me was like, I don't like this crap. Yeah. <laughs> but the other half of me was, this is useful. And I would have been 10 or younger. And that really sparked my interest in, in developing me as an individual to grow and to progress and mm. to become the best person I can. And, and I use different vehicles to do that over time. And um, that's how I got started with the whole self-development and was a seminar junkie and still am and just, just <laughs> we're both just enthused to learn. And We're just constantly reading, learning yeah. every moment of every day. I mean, even when we're driving, I'm reading us books yeah. the whole time. We're highlighting, we're discussing, we're just... Do you read it to each other in bed at night? Um, I like Tim to read to me at yes. bed. It's quite yeah. a cute thing to have Yeah, yeah but in two minutes you're asleep. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's why I like it. <laughs> <laughs> and then we don't have to put it out. However, <laughs> I will say that. No, no. <laughs> One of our favorite things. <laughs> one of our favorite things too, as a couple, is actually reading to each other. Yeah. Like it's, there's something very um, service orientated around yeah. doing that for it a partner sure and sharing it even over the dinner table. Like yeah. I've really tried hard to stop the kids using any technology at the table, yeah. but I'm really happy if one of us has a book or that we're yeah. reading something to each other. Yeah, and I think that's just back to that um, the the realness. Yeah, the realness <laughs> of life, isn't it? It's, it it's is. that real exchange. Well, we, we do something else, you know, we do magic moments and lessons learned at night. So that's all about, you know, what were the magic moments throughout the day mm. and we'll finish a day with that and a really great reflection tool mm. and make sure you're grateful for everything and then our lessons learned are really powerful. So we make sure, you know, every morning we wake up and we get ready and we're listening to podcasts and learning and then we sit down, we have a whole morning ritual, ritual that we like to go through. The and first sort of two to three hours yeah. is our time. It is. And, you know, yeah. we own do our you mornings. have children? No. no. How old are you guys? I do that probably. <laughs> um, I'm 27, Tim's 30. Yeah, right, right, right. Oh, they're both beautiful. beautiful. <laughs> I know. Well, I want to hear your rituals. Can we hear yeah. what you do in the morning? Oh, I'd love to hear your rituals. Every nice topic here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> well, well, we know she falls asleep at night, don't we? Right. Right, okay, so the morning. Right, okay, if you DBs. What's a DB? What's a DB? A dawnbreaker. <laughs> <laughs> you asked. <laughs> we are so <laughs> What the hell is that? <laughs> Sorry. No idea. Sorry. Carry <laughs> on. Anyway, yeah, back, back to you. <laughs> Yeah, where were we? Well, after the dawn breakers, so after that bit, no. <laughs> no, um, we pretty much we have meditation. So we do a 20-minute meditation together, usually out in our porch, getting a little bit of sun at that time. Unless it's over some beautiful hot. trees, which we love. It's beautiful. We love where we live. Usually it's beautiful yeah. out there. And then we um, sit down with our coffee and nuts and we write our gratitude and we, we call it our empowerment time. So we do... Three sets of questions. So we do today I'm proud of, today I forgive myself for, and today I'm committed to. And then after that, we actually write um, a belief scale. So a scale from 1 to 10, how much are we believing in ourselves today? And then the reasons why. So how we can make that a 10 if it's not. Because we realize with everything we do, we have to believe in ourselves. Because there's so much uncertainty in what we do. We're creating stuff from scratch. And we're living away from our families. It's all on us. And... Um, after we do that, we also do a cult commitment. So building, so how we can add value to our cult, to our tribe. How can we create that and make sure we're delivering every single day? Um, and then we do gratitude. We do five gratitudes for ourselves personally. 
And then we follow that up with five gratitudes about each other. And um, then we share it. So um, amazing ritual. It's incredible. And, you know, nothing can shake us from that no matter where we are. I mean, we did ours to this morning at the cafe. But, and then we did a bit of meditation in the car before we came in. It was, oh, yeah. when so we were driving. No, because we were <laughs> Tim wanted to. I'm like, I, oh, I actually want to get there alive. <laughs> I can show you how to meditate while you're yeah. driving. Oh, okay. We'd love, we'd love to hear totes. this. Well, I could totally do that because I just sit in the passenger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah totes. I can show you how to do that. Oh, I, tell I, I, I yeah. actually, I actually mm. freak out when I'm listening to a podcast mm. and then my meditation comes on and it's a, um, it's to put you into the, is it the beta state? Beta state? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's to put you into that. And I'm like, oh, please stop. Because it will happen automatically with the, with the sounds I, I know. in bed. And it oh, is wow. like, yeah. yeah. And I do. I actually go, oh my gosh, it's not meant to be on. <laughs> Especially when I'm by myself because it, it's like my yeah. anchor mm. and yeah. it, Oh, it does yeah. stop me straight away. Yeah. <laughs> like, I do. I, you know, you, you told us about that sacred harmonics. Yes, that's mm. the one. Oh my goodness! Yeah, Every time I fly, mm. I yeah. put that on, and mm. within seconds, yeah. I'm yeah. gone. <laughs> and I wake up during mm. these like powerful sounds and yeah. I'm straight back to sleep again yeah. and every now and then I'll just hear these intermittent sounds yeah. and I do have it on my phone and when I put my phone on shuffle yeah. then all of a sudden yeah. Yeah. I'm on my way to the airport I'm on my way to the I'm like <laughs> she's gone I know it's freaky because you are so anchored into it totally. bringing you down yeah. and it's got this amazing arm oh. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh! Gee, when that on comes on, I remember it's it from so the tree. Oh, we did. Yeah. yeah, nobody liked it. A lot of the people didn't like it. You got some because they're not used to it. I've been trying to get her into that for ages. Oh. <laughs> it's only because they're not used it. to it, though. That's yeah. it. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's only because people are not used to it. When people understand, yeah. the nature of where they go mentally, yeah. and spiritually, and emotionally, and physically, when they understand the nature of where they go with that, then they will want to be going there. They have to be attached to the value of it. Absolutely. Actually, I don't know if your listeners might want this, but it's a really great um, app that you can just download for free on your phone. It's really easy to get into meditation if you've never done it before. And it's 10 10 days for 10 minutes. And it's called Headspace. Headspace, and that's an app? It's an app. Headspace. Yeah, you can look for it. It's like a little white square with an orange dot in the middle. And... um, it's this guy Andy, and he's got a really soothing, amazing voice. Um, he's an English guy, and he's fantastic. He really guides you through it. He actually trains you as you go along. <clears throat> There's little um, clips that he does about the value of meditation. It really gets people attached to how it's going to actually help them, mm-hmm. so therefore they can continue down the path. And mm-hmm. that's what we've started. That's what we say. We're all meditation newbies. Yeah, you know, we just wanted something to get us going and. You know, 10 minutes for 10 days is seen really And then you just us. feel so, so amazing you want to go to 15 and then you go to 20 and it builds for you. Mm. So, you know, nice. that's part of our ritual. Great. A couple of other things that we like to do is obviously look at look after our health first thing. So we yeah. we have some lemon and, and lukewarm water. We With have our greens, apple cider vinegar and that and some oh, green smoothies sweet. and we always... Hit um, the gym. Hit the gym or, or hit the national park outside. or get outside yeah. and go for a run or not first right. up. What time do you get up? I get up at like five, and, and that's one of the reason I wanted five. to move up here. Is I, it alarm or? Is I hate it? the alarm. I'll wake up like up. Um, some mornings, like this morning, so I knew I wasn't going to be late for this. I put the alarm on, but I generally generally between yeah. between five and six, and yeah. that's the so beauty just, of living up here. I want to ask sun. you, you moved up here for the, the sun to come up, so we could get up earlier. <laughs> so, so you guys like not having daylight saving. Actually, we're we we kind of like retirees when it gets to the night time. We're like, okay, get to bed early. Like, it's eight o'clock. And we're like, oh, I'm 
lunch and I was going, oh, I'd want to go to bed too. Though. Yeah, well, <laughs> well we, don't need, we don't need to go to bed. So, <laughs> so what do they call that? More but, bed, less sleep? Yeah, a little bit. Mm, yeah. Apparently. Mm. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you play innocent with me? Um, We've met. <laughs> but I'm just, I'm curious about this with Queenslanders because mm. I can't stand not having daylight saving. I, and yeah, I really want it. I really, really want it because mm. it's still really light yeah. in the morning and summer, early enough that we can all get up and enjoy it. Yes. But it's, I love that extra hour at night. I love being outside with the kids, kicking a ball and going to the mm. park and having, mm. you know, fish and chips because I eat so much of that on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I love the ritual of yeah. late summer nights, yes. you know, that are still light. Does my head in Queensland. Yeah. And, and they try and tell me about curtains fading and cows not liking Honestly, that is what such is a crockahooey. I mean, oh, yeah. the cow doesn't know what damn time exactly. it is. Exactly. don't really get that. Well, when get we it. first got up here, we had to have eye masks. And we were just like, I couldn't stand it because our room's a little bit light. And we're just like, what is this? Like, I thought I was going to love it. Jurassic Park crows that start at oh. 3.45 in the morning, they're interesting. Yeah. We've got a bunch of birds that seem to wake us at 4.30 maybe. Yeah. So, so you wake up naturally. Like, look, I'm loving this. This mm. is just such music to my ears, what you do. <laughs> what I'd love to ask you both, though, and I know you're not there, but what would you say? There's a lot of people listening to this. Their husbands are out the door off to work, their kids are up or they've had a sick child through the night. Like, this is very romantic, very idyllic and Mm. unbelievably dreamy. Mm. What's the reality for those of us that are going for it from the minute we wake to the minute we fall asleep? What would be your quick tips? Have you thought about it? And what would you do for those of us that are, Mm. you know, full on? I think you need to identify what your highest values are and make sure that they're aligned with your partner so that you can create rituals that are attached to both of your highest values. So, you know, not everybody's like us and want to spend three hours in the morning, like doing all these ritual sort of things. It's not valuable for everybody, but we're all individuals and we have a, every single relationship is unique and you have your own special things that you can bring in. What we tend to just tell people is, end the day together in bed doing your magic moments and lessons learned. It's so simple and it creates a state of gratitude between you both and um, it's powerful. But I think, like I was saying at the beginning, it's more about finding what's most valuable for both of you and how you can share that time together. You know, one of the things we started once we had kids because we realised that you just went into this maelstrom of nappies and (laughs) vomit and puking and poo and all of these sorts of things, which totally takes away. And your breasts are no longer a beautiful object of desire, (laughs) except for a little person with its mouth open. So what I want to say is it's it's just everything changes, right? (laughs) So, So in order to keep that femininity and that, because a lot of partners, a lot of men feel neglected or left yes. out and, and this whole romantic ideal of having babies all of a sudden changes. Yeah. So what I'd love to say is like one of the things that Danny and I started doing is realizing that mornings actually was usually the most exhausting time. It was the time yeah. when I'd been up all night. He thought the baby slept through the night. Yeah. <laughs> no, he did. Um, <laughs> but reality was... The one time we did have usually together was by the time the baby or babies were in bed was that night. Yeah. And one of the rituals that was the simplest ritual we started with was tell me three things that you loved about our day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell me three things 
that you still love about me because yeah. I never felt very lovable because I felt quite cranky and hurt yeah. and upset and worried and mm-hmm. became this demonic mother because she didn't know what she was doing. So yeah. he would tell me three things he adored about me and then mm-hmm. I would tell him three things that I adored about him and the three things that we got out of the day. Yeah. So that was it. Yeah. But to us, that was enough that anchored us into something every evening. Yeah. We also had learnt transcendental medita- meditation, so we would ah. take turns at one and even if one of us was meditating and the other one could hear the baby and the worst thing for me as a mother was hearing the baby crying with him yeah. um, because he felt in, incapable of doing what it needed and he'd come and eventually and go look it's you she wants yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're the milk truck um, <laughs> but all I'm suggesting but just hearing you saying that is I remember now going back to that time we still never stopped yeah. that little ritual in the evening because you don't because you don't you're so it's such a high value of yours you get so much from it and that's what keeps people on track that's why you know other things might slide but that will never in our relationship we'll always find a way because we highly value it and you get so much from it and it's it's easy to be pulled in every direction and Mm. there's obviously you know we talk a lot about the inner world and the outer world and the inner world is what we look after in the mornings the psychology and how we're going to show up in our days and the outer world the kids the errands the work the money whatever it is for you is always going to, you're always going to react to that if you don't set yourself exactly. up. And whether that's in the morning, in the evening, or whatever it is, you're going to be at the mercy of the outer world. Mm-hmm. And we know how that ends. It ends in un, unfulfilling relationship. It ends in bankruptcy. It ends in you know kids who grow up who don't know how to be loved. It ends in you know neglected bodies and or, blame. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're absolutely. Blaming outside influences. Yeah. yeah. So there needs to be some element of focus yeah. if you want success in that area. Let's take relationship or health. You can't expect to have... You'd have a vision. Exactly. You can't mm-hmm. expect to have an amazing body, amazing health if you never eat healthy and you never get to the gym. It yeah. just doesn't work that way. You can't expect to have an amazing relationship unless you take some time out to create an amazing relationship. Yeah. And I think what you two are about, and this is what your business is about, mm. is creating the life that you want. Yeah. So, you know, you were talking about this amazing um, time that you spend together in the morning and mm. then Kim came back and said, yeah, but what about the person who does this, this and this? Yeah. But what you've done is that you've taken your, you could be those people. You yeah. could easily be that man that gets up at six in the morning, goes, drives to Brisbane because he's got to work yeah. at a corporate office. You could yeah. be that person, but you have chosen and you've done it beautifully mm. to do something. I, I, I love this. I mm. love, I think this is absolutely amazing. You're young, mm. you know, you're starting out and it's like you have created exactly what you want. You know, the really, and I can hardly yeah. wait to see you in 20 years. <laughs> you know, I the, really can. I think it's going to be amazing. Yeah. The Thank really you. funny thing about you saying that we're young is that's where it all started for me. I felt I was too old to make the changes that I needed to. Oh, wow. And I was completely stuck living a life that I felt was expected of me, um, you know, through this Anthony Robbins sort of stuff. We went to a seminar called Date with Destiny um, back in August last year where I uncovered that we all have a primary question. It's a question that we've developed from ages zero to the age of seven and um, it dictates our entire lives. I discovered that mine was who do I need to be to be loved, So, which presupposes that I'm not lovable as I am and I need to be somebody else. So I became the chameleon my entire life. I was always great at meeting different people and sort recognizing what was valuable to them and just making them the most significant person in the world mm. and just asking them questions and really filling them up. And that's not authentically me. 
but it also affected me in the way that I come from a really academic family, a family where they're all engineers and their model of the world is um, to, in, in order to live a rich, fulfilling life, you need to go and get a degree. You need mm. to go and be someone, mm. you know, and I have... Oh, I so had that story. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, mm. you did, didn't mm. you? And you don't need it. No. You do not need well, it the, at all. The, my, one of my very first memories was my mum, you know, driving me to school each morning. And every morning she'd tell me, you know, Vanessa, you, you can do anything that you want to in the world. You have your father's intelligence. She's like, what would you want to be? And I remember answering one morning, I said, I, I want to be a policewoman. And she's, you know, she was so excited when she asked me the question and then instantly just, no, 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 you can't do that. It's too dangerous. Why on earth would you want to do that when you could be a doctor or a lawyer? Or So I think, you know, in that, it was a real, really bittersweet moment for me. It was a moment where I discovered that, hey, it's set me up for life. I know that if whatever I set my mind to, I can achieve. I know I can have whatever I want and go for whatever I want and I believe in myself that I'll get it. But... The bittersweet part of the bitter part of that was that I felt that it needed to be in lines with what was expected of me, which was to go and be a lawyer or a doctor. So, who put that expectation on you? Myself. Yeah, but where did it grow? It came from my family. Um, And probably your mother putting that into you that you can be anything that you want. And then you said, I'll be a policeman. Yeah. And that was and it wasn't too, good enough. And why would you want to do that? Well, yeah. you can be a doctor or a lawyer. Yeah. So that wasn't good enough. But to be a doctor or a lawyer is who I who I needed to be to be loved is what I discovered. And that's what we all do at an early age. We, the, our personalities come about by who we think we need to be in order to be loved by the people that we want the most love from. So when I actually discovered that at Date With Destiny and was able to put, because it's in your subconscious, you don't consciously think, who do I have to be? But when I was able to actually pull that out of myself and realize what complete BS it was and recognize that my family love me no matter what and all they truly want is for me to be happy, it's just their model of the world thinks that I'm going to be my happiest by being a lawyer. Instead of, you know, when I was in that room and I was saying before, I felt too old to make a change. I was trying to shove that voice down and say, no, 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 no. I'm too old. I can't change now. Um, instead, there a six-year-old woman got up in the room and she was hysterical and she had just made this discovery that her entire life was ruined because she had become a successful lawyer, but she didn't. She had divorces. She didn't have connections with her family. Her whole life was totally unfulfilling and all she did was work every day of the week. And she's gotten to this point where she's 60 and she's now discovered it and now she's going to make a change and she's going to be who she is. And in that moment, I was just blown away. I was just like, I'm so young. I'm not old. What am I talking about? And I remember, you know, Tim and I went outside and we had a break on the grass and, you know, I knew my parents' reactions, but with what I'd learnt was that whatever they had to throw at me, wasn't because they didn't love me. It was because they loved me so much Mm. and that they were just frightened that I wasn't going to have a fulfilling life because I was going to do something that wasn't in their model of the world. And, you know, I'm so lucky to have Tim because, you know, that moment on the grass that we had was unbelievable because for the first time in my life I actually gave myself permission to be me Mm. and, and discover, actually ask myself what do I want to do? Because I was always one of those kids who didn't know what they wanted to do and wish they knew what they wanted to do and not recognising that I hadn't given myself permission 
to uncover that. And, you know, all you really need is one person in your corner. And I had Tim, like, the biggest support ever to just help me with that. And all I needed was that. Yeah. He, it's almost like you came into her life to open her yeah. up. That, that's what I get, is that you were going through... Well, shh, stop it. <laughs> You've only got to look at Kim's face. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at Tim and Vanessa, and Tim and does his funny face, and I'm like going, oh, what is she doing? <laughs> and, it's, and it's such a beautiful... That was such a beautiful moment. <laughs> start that whole thing again <laughs> because Tim you had you know you had started that way because you had your stepdad and your mum and I had the same upbringing as you my gosh it, I remember listening to a bloody Earl Nightingale <laughs> oh yeah in the bloody car and you were going to turn it off but really you know it really it makes a difference so it's it was meant to be it was a synchronicity that it allowed you to go, what is what potential do I have? And most people do not get that. No, they don't yeah. get that potential. My so, question is, oh, this, I don't want you to go on from that. Okay. I just want to know though, yeah. because on that track, you were saying that you you only need one person in your corner. I want to know, can you do it without that? Yes, person? yeah. Okay, and that's a discovery that I've now made. But when at that time, when I was first giving myself that permission. I wasn't yet evolved into the person I am today who recognizes that I can just do that myself. Mm. Um, it was a, a process. And I think the more you can discover, hey, if I was at Date With Destiny by myself and I made that discovery, once you make that discovery, there's no turning back. No, no. You can't go back. There was no chance I could have gone back to uni at that point and finished. I mean, I only had a year and a half left of my law degree. To my parent, My parents were just like, finish it. Why wouldn't you finish it? Because when it's so, when you understand with that level of certainty that why would I waste another year and a half of my journey when I could be creating what we're creating and fast tracking that, which is connected to who I actually am, and you you just can't do it. So I think it's uncovering it. Einstein Mm -hmm. says a mind stretched to a new dimension or a new measurement can never return to its original shape Mm. so true so once you've stretched there you can never go back and that's not in the brochure but you can never go back to the way that you used to be once you've had that whole cognitive rewiring that's amazing the problem is is i feel that people in their everyday life can't necessarily get there that's why we're so passionate about creating a retreat like what you do Mm. because people need to retreat out of their current environment to fully immerse themselves and um, give themselves that opportunity to uncover what what they really want without the distractions of everybody else and without their environment bringing them down. Mm. Sometimes you just need to remove yourself from that and that's why we want to create that experience for people. So that one person may be a coach of some sort. It may be getting around people who are pushing their limits, who are because we believe there's, there's only growth and challenge. You're either growing and you're getting challenged to grow because if you're not yeah. growing, you're dying. So yeah. if you're in it, whether it's seminar, whether it's, you know, with you lovely ladies here or whether it's <laughs> with us or whoever it is, be be someone who wants to grow, which will allow that your mind to stretch and to create your dreams. And we see it all the time. People just who were not fulfilled were watching a movie the other evening <laughs> yeah. and it was a beautiful, it was a great movie. It was a comedy at the cinema and, um, you know, it's one of our get outs is we love to go and see a movie every so often. But there was a... I said this to Vanessa the other day. There was a scene though on the on the roof, just chatting with the brother and sister, and everybody in the movie was just unhappy. 
was just unhappy. Cheating work. on their partner. Yeah, there's just... cheating going on and the work situation here is not going well and something else is going mm-hmm. wrong here. And, yeah, we all know it's a movie, but it has a really good crossover into life. That's part of why we do what we do. We create, help people create their dream life because we're doing it. We know how to do it. We know the steps that it takes to do it. Mm. We want to help people who were following that pain, that path of pain, like yeah. we were, living an unfulfilled life. You're almost being the yeah. person in the corner for them, aren't you? Yeah. If they haven't got someone. Now, I just have to backtrack here because <laughs> I very rudely interrupted my darling Cindy. Oh, no, it's okay. And I wanted you to answer the reset question, but I just knew I'd forget that. Yeah. Well, thank you. That's what I do. I'm going to forget, so just let me interrupt. <laughs> oh, look, oh, sorry. No, no actually, now that you've said it, what's really funny is that I was listening to how you guys met, and, mm. and even though we're not married, <laughs> Kim and I, we, kind met, of are. we, we met that way too. We spoon. Yeah. <laughs> they do. They do. I don't have any part of it, but they do. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Me and Jodie, we're going to share a room. You two share a room. Yes. <laughs> but we, um, I, it doesn't matter if it's a boy-girl relationship or a girl-girl relationship, mm. and that's not a gay relationship I'm talking about. No. I'm talking about Kim came into my life after my, well, just before my sister passed away, mm. and it started exactly the same way. She uh, saw my um, stuff, what I was doing, and she emailed me and got all the stuff, and then it wasn't working, and... And I just, as she was saying, and I, I thought, that's how we met. Oh, yeah, wow. we met the same way. But I, I, that was a sign. She wrote my dream girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Did you have a met on the list? No, no, no that's long. I ticked every box, my darling. Every single box. funny. I was actually talking to my daughter on the way here. She was just having, we were talking about my sister and my mother because my mum's been past nine years. And she says, I miss them, mummy. You know, I really, and she's 23 and she calls me mummy. Um, and she says, I really miss them. And I miss the conversations we could have had. Mm. And I said, darling, we have other people in our lives that we have conversations that we missed with them. And mm. I said, one of those people is Kim, you know. Yeah. She's my sister. That, and, <laughs> you know, and, and I had an auntie conversation with her on the phone. I know, exactly. And, <laughs> and so and then Karen comes into my life and she becomes a sister yeah. as well. And so I haven't really lost a sister. I've gained two, yeah. even though I miss her dearly. But it's... It's it's all our it's all it's all these relationships. So, but that aside, what I wanted to ask you two is Anthony Robbins. Yeah. So we went to Anthony Robbins in '95. My husband and I mm. turned our whole life around. I've heard this yeah. a little bit of it. Our yeah. whole life around. So, what was it in Anthony Robbins that you got your sparkle? You got your. Had you heard Anthony before the two of you went together? Yeah, it's a <laughs> great question, Cindy. And. I'd always grown up through soft development, as, as you've heard, and Anthony Robbins was always someone, oh, well, I'll get to his stuff one day. Mm. I'll get to his stuff one day. Yeah, I've heard all about him. Yeah. And you go on your own journey. And then it was uh, it was by fate or whatever. We're huge believers. Everything's happening for a reason. Yeah. And just mm. roll with it and embrace the uncertainty and the challenge mm. of life. But it was a few years ago, and he was coming out to Australia. Yeah. And a friend of mine uh, had bought tickets, and he couldn't go. And I was in a place, uh, not a great place to be fair. I was I had a few challenges in my life. And he came to me and said, can you take a ticket? Yep. And I was not, not the right time, you know, a great excuse. Your time and money was the biggest. But <laughs> didn't have the money, didn't have the time. But he kept on to me and he begged me. He said, please, I know you got a lot of value. I can't make it. Will you go up? up to, I think he was in Sydney at the time. Go up to Sydney and just, whatever, pay me later. You know, take the time off. Do whatever you can. So I went, okay, I'll go. So I went up there. Did you just want to show you something? <laughs> yeah. Like, you need it more than me. Yeah. Get up there. He was never there. 
so I walk into this room with a bunch of friends at the time and I had an understanding of what I was getting myself into. And it was, you know, UPW with just four days of just... Unleashing the power. Yeah, 8am starts and midnight <laughs> finishes. You know, what is it, fire walking. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, the whole fire walking, which is, which is amazing. And I remember, I think it was day two or three, and part of growing up as a, as a man that uh, is, is ingrained in, in us is to be a man. And don't cry. Don't cry and suppress feeling. And, and, and we do, and it still happens today, which is part of which we feel is, is not ideally the way to go. But I remember seeing Anthony Robbins talk about his wife's age. And he's this six foot ten guy. <laughs> His, his energy and his influence is indescribable. It's authenticity. Yeah, his authenticity. Oh he's God. very inspiring. And mm. there's, there's a reason why Ugly is the best speaker in the world. Yeah. And he started talking about his wife and about how much love he has for her and how much he worships her and that he'd do anything for her. And he started welling up and you could see the emotion. And it was at that point in time I remember seeing every woman in the room wanted to be with him. And every guy wanted to, to be him. Mm-hmm. And I was one of those guys. I was sitting there thinking, holy crap. <laughs> this guy's just given me permission to break a promise that I made to myself when I was 10 years old not to cry. And it wasn't until I was 25 years old that I allowed myself to cry. And it was because I saw a role model that that is not weakness, being vulnerable, which I'd suppressed for so long, which a lot of men do, and hopefully the men Good can relate a little bit. Yeah. It's a strength. Courage takes true courage for a man to be able to cry and show his vulnerability. So being in that environment and seeing someone who's who's such an amazing individual, and that was a part of me that was missing, and being able to embrace that, which I I truly believe I wouldn't be sitting here now if it wasn't for some of those moments in my life. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have attracted my gorgeous princess <laughs> in my life here. And and, and they haven't stopped just... touching each other. I just want you to know. <laughs> You should have sat between them. You should have sat between them. They've been reaching over you. Those chairs aren't close enough. (laughs) We noticed you sat there on the love seat. (laughs) Sorry to interrupt. So, no, so that was a huge moment for me, just like Vanessa had with with her breaking through some limiting beliefs around that career path. That was. Get something new from every experience. I mean, Mm -hmm. we went to the UPW in April, and then by August, we were at Date with Destiny. We'd signed up for all his. Mm. Hold Master University. We've got Fiji to look forward to. It's, that, it's, that, it's just that immersion. It's exciting mm. doing it together. Yeah. Mm. It's exciting oh, growing yeah. together. And that's yeah. why we always encourage couples if mm. they can. Now, I know a lot of men probably that have tried listening to this kind yeah. of get a little bit put off by the the inter- Giggling. Giggling or the, yeah, yeah. the, the girliness <laughs> of what we do. But yeah. there's some real pearlers that yes. come out of women giggling. Yeah. And, and <laughs> because what happens is it, it allows us – to permission yeah. to actually be our vulnerable, gorgeous, girly selves, and then there's a moment that you connect, and it's through that beautiful softness and giggling of women that allows people to be. I think. I think it's a yeah. beautiful femininity. Can, yeah. can I tell you a really amazing story about femininity and masculinity? Actually, at Date with Destiny, he has a whole day on relationships, and part of that is training you about masculine and feminine energies, and. One of the most incredible moments at this event was where he got all the women in the room to, it was sort of like understanding femininity gave you permission to be all those different parts of you that you sometimes are like, oh, I shouldn't be giggling or I shouldn't be like this. And the incredible beauty of it was brought to life and, you know, all the feminine women got up on the stage 
And I felt like I was like 12 years old again. And I was with all these women I'd never met before. And we were just dancing and giggling like little girls because we were given the permission to be that full feminine part of ourselves and not, not restrict that part of ourselves. And there's a funny story about the masculinity in the room. You know, men are so driven by freedom. And if you don't understand that, you need to go to Date With Destiny. And he has this segment <laughs> where or he puts on Braveheart. And, you know, there's a section in Braveheart where they're like, Freedom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the men, all the women sat down, all the men stood up, and it was a dark room, and they played that. And the men in the room, the masculinity, it was just thousands of people in the room just screaming freedom. I did get punched in the head. <laughs> <laughs> I laid that one down. Like, you're, you're a masculine man. Right? You know? <laughs> no, he was just feeling really blonde here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Tim, don't say that. No. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, it's well, it's just... part of what we what we teach also is polarity and mm-hmm. understanding the dynamic yeah. of the energy between men and women yeah. and how we actually need we've 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 got both. Yeah. Yeah. Role reversal and, and men staying stuck in their masculinity and not embracing femininity and and women also becoming more more yeah. masculine in nature also, which mm. pulls that polarity apart, mm. which then the attraction, the passion goes. So you get loveless relationships without the passion. Well, you see these women and they're going for these huge careers, but they're losing their femininity. You know, what I'm inspired by with about the three of you women is that you're driven, yet you're so feminine. Aww. And and that's something I really noticed at the seminar because oh, I'm, really? I'm so into that, right? Yeah. <laughs> but like you ladies, you know, you can – I was – Skeptical. I was like, I wonder how you're going to present. Like, if because you have to be in that business mode, will you be that strong business person? But you did that. But your strong feminine beauty came through, and that's what it was. It was that's what I love, you know. And there's so many women in this world who forget their femininity and they go and they try and achieve, and then their masculine partner, who was once masculine, you know, you polarize each other and they become more pleasing and more feminine and don't know how to handle it and the woman the woman is the aggressor and it's just throws and we everything wonder out. why they have a midlife crisis exactly or a midlife awakening exactly yeah. i think jacqueline we've talked about this on other podcasts my mm. our beautiful 90 year old counselor who <laughs> always believe that women are our own undoing for the men yeah. In other words, we're trying to go out there and be these driven, high-powered career women and, and, and be the mothers and the providers and all of these Everything. things. But we also expect this big hunk of a man to be powerful, but then we want him to change nappies, we want him <laughs> yeah. to mow the lawns, but then we want him to clean the bathroom taps. And yeah. like we have this constant – and I truly believe I, – I bring it back to two main cores, that if women can hold on to that quality of being the nurturer yeah. – and a man holds on to that quality of being the provider or the, yeah. the hunter-gatherer or the, yeah. the freedom seeker, whatever we want to call that. But yeah. he is the he is the driver. Yeah. And, and I noticed the other night we had dinner and, and I'd laid the places down and we had two people staying for, for coming for dinner. Yeah. Danny's away. And I went to sit down at the head of the table <laughs> I just because just it was easy to sit there. <laughs> and anyway, I went to the kitchen and I came back and Jacob was sitting at the head of the table. No, your Jacob. No, my Jacob. Oh, your Jacob was there. Okay. So I looked at him and I went, you're at the head of the table. And he goes, as I should. (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. And you know what I did? I went, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Dad's away. You you sit there. Yeah. Yeah, that's your place. 
And that's that's. And then Taylor's going. Well, what do you think? But it was just a little moment. Sibling love. Yeah. But I think I think if we look at today's society, I think that there's a large part of our education and our conditioning mm. that has created where we're at. And I think that there's always those extremes. You know, we were in an environment where women couldn't vote, and women had no place, and women had no voice. And then the you know the women's liberation movement came, which started to turn that around. Mm. But because the only frame of reference I think women have had over the generations is a frame of reference reference of masculinity and business and career and success, Mm -hmm. all of the women have been trained by men, you know, who only go masculine ways. And because society has gone through this massive change now where women have turned around, women have found their power in relationships, Mm -hmm. they have found their place, and now more decisions are being made by women than there are decisions made by men. We're starting to see this real contrast Mm -hmm. in the way that we interact in our relationships yeah. and the way that we interact in life. But I think I think the beautiful thing that's starting to occur is, is this great groundswell that's happening with women and with men is we're now starting to find a little bit more balance because yeah. we're starting to understand that the woman in the power suit yeah. with the shoulder pads and the big hair <laughs> and the glasses, you know, that is unsustainable. Yeah. You know, it's not sustainable for a woman to be in that that frame of performance, yeah. she can certainly be in that role and do an mm. amazing job of it, but in that frame is far too stressful yes. because it's outside of her natural mode of operation. And for men yeah. to be subdued, it's outside of their you know, their natural yeah. mode of operation. So I think we're starting to see a shift, yeah. um, certainly in the people that I work with. I yeah. think we're definitely starting to see a shift where people are starting to take their natural place. They're starting to understand that infirmity is femininity is great power. Definitely. And vulnerability, who invented the freaking word? <laughs> because vulnerability yeah. is not it's, vulnerability is never represented weakness. Yeah. And it's never represented open for hurt. That's never what no. it's represented. Mm. Vulnerability has actually in, in effect in my words, in my world, vulnerability equals authenticity. It does. And in authenticity is all power. Yes. There is no it's power like vulnerability. It just, it just doesn't exist. So I think that there's a lot of women now who are starting to be that authentic feminine female, mm-hmm. and in that is enormous power. I mean, look yeah. at look at look at us. You know, look at yeah. the people that come through our retreats mm-hmm. and come through our events. I just completed Speakers Fast Track in Sydney last weekend, and it was filled yeah. with people who were just awake, <clears throat> and they yeah. were just willing to stand with their voice and with their message in the power of who and what they were, and it's mm-hmm. inspiring to see. <laughs> People awake, as opposed to people pretending in order to get that love and acceptance because they never get it anyway. And Mm. the thing is, everybody has this, they're attuned to inauthenticity, right? So when somebody's not authentic, you can kind of pick up on it. Mm. You're kind of indifferent about that person when when you don't really, yeah, yeah, she's nice, yeah, she's all right. Instead of somebody who's truly authentic, people are just drawn to them. And that's, that's you know, why everybody's drawn to you three women is your level of authenticity. And I'm funny. Yes, you oh, are. Oh, you're, no, you're hilarious. I'm <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> I think that's really what it is. Let's just put it out there. <laughs> because we've never put it out there before. <laughs> um, Tim, I want to ask you a question. For us mums and us, us, us women out there, what would be the greatest advice you could give us for our beautiful sons as far as the role we play, the messages we give, the conversations we have? Um, what would be the greatest place for us to be? Because I know one of the mistakes I've made with Danny away is I've tried to be the man. And I don't, I didn't do that consciously, but I mean, I've tried to be the disciplinarian and I've told him how to mow lawns and I've done all these things. <laughs> um, 
But there's an incongruency with that. So what I've learned, and I've said to him recently, I'm not your dad. I, I'm your mum. My job is to nurture you, and I'm not going to tell you off for having alcohol at your party a couple of times. Really? Well, I can come over and do that. <laughs> I can come over and tell him off for that. I don't, I don't want to bring up either of my children in a world of fear, like as in growing up, do this because of this. How would I empower him? It's a great question, and pain can empower, but is it sustainable? And being, being authority and saying, having groundbreaking rules, don't do this, do that, otherwise I'll punish you, we believe isn't a great way to go because that doesn't help sustain it. That grows people into fear. Mm-hmm. And the advice I'd say is find a place of love. And we've got so many masks on these days with whole masculine femininity and just, just with life, just with that outer world that we spoke about. We put on these masks. So we have women coming into the home and not standing their truth and telling their children or their kids, do this, do that. And there obviously needs to be some level of respect. It's not about that. But it's more about come from your authenticity and come from a place of love exactly what you just said. That would be my advice. I'd also say um, trust. You know, it's important, especially for a boy, that he believes you, you trust he's capable I trusted he would have no alcohol at his Well, party. that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but also, um, highest values is something we're really into. We're learning a lot from Dr. D. Martini. But like highest values, a great way to have any sort of caring relationship, no matter what relationship it is, if it's with your best friends, if it's with your, mm. your children. It's about understanding what their highest values are what, what's most important to them? And then whatever you're talking with them, creating an experience about, it's about attaching their highest values with what you're creating or, you know, with dealing with your son, what, whatever his high – I mean, I don't have a son, so I'm just – sorry, you can knock me down for that. But, <laughs> but um, you know, getting attached to what he values most and then how you deal with one another is all about intertwining those highest values and that's yeah, and we believe at the deepest levels of our needs for women is safety and for men is freedom. Mm-hmm. So if you've got uh, you know your husband or a son, he needs to feel that he's free. He's, he's free and that he's trusted because mm-hmm. if he doesn't feel he's free or trusted, he'll go one of two ways. He'll retreat or he'll just become a pleaser mm-hmm. and just a little pussy boy and you can walk all over him, which, which, which is not good. We may have been there. Mm-hmm. So... I've tried. Yeah. It didn't work. doesn't work. Doesn't work. No. So you haven't met Jacob, no. He stands up to me all the time. But you know what? I love him. Exactly. And, and, I, and I have – I'll stand there in a place of sometimes disappointment in his behaviour or in a yeah. place of could have done better, mate, or is there a better choice we could have made here? But he he staggers me with his wisdom. Mm. I mean, he can be the naughtiest little fiend in the entire world or he can be the greatest thing. So – just on the weekend, Cindy and I, this is just typical of a boy, and, and we really embrace it, and I've actually really pumped him up about it since. <laughs> but on, on the weekend, Cindy came over, and we we're all going to do work, and we we're going to do things, and the four of us, Taylor, Jacob, Cindy, and I ended up watching three sessions of Criminal Minds, one of our favorite things. And it's a beautiful sunny day, but all of us were being naughty watching TV, and it's something we never do. Well, the last one disturbed Cindy and I so much that we had to go to the beach. So disturbed. Talk a little about dolls and things like that. Anyway, we go down to the beach and then we run into my neighbour who's helping my daughter with some work experience. And while we're there, she gets a text. You have 10 minutes 
cat is in the freezer. <laughs> this is the, the brother to the sister. Oh, this is Jacob. This is to Jacob Taylor. to Taylor. You've got she gets minutes. this text. You have ten minutes, and and Cat. the cat's in the freezer. Oh so we've gone. What? <laughs> so and Taylor's gone. Oh, he's such a fan. I went, stay calm, stay calm. So we all run back to the house. <laughs> we do. The garage door opens. We don't know how it's opened. And we're looking around, we're trying to find it, but he's locked us out of the house. Oh. And and so now we're trying to get in and Taylor's gone, I've said, I've said check the freezer. So we've looked at the freezer, and sure enough, the cat's not in the freezer. But, but um, Didn't you do a Snapchat? He did a Snapchat that he's holding the, the cat, cat go in the freezer. Oh, yeah. But anyway. Oh, God. Then we, then we get, is we this Chloe? Cleo. And then Chloe. we walk out of the back of the the garage and the door shuts again so we're sitting there going oh my god who where is it and we're all looking for him and there's Can't a note and then there's a note on the back of the car want to play a game oh my gosh you owe me money um if you want your cat you need to give me my i don't know whatever he's doing but he'd just gone into criminal mind mode he just thought he was some forensic scientist anyway um but what is so funny about it is that then he had he had major control and and what I think, what he got he out He asked of you it, to go into the garage, and yeah. I said, I'm staying out. Yeah. yeah. And I'm as, we, get out and as we all walked into the garage, the garage door shut again. <laughs> so we're going, hey, where is he? How does well, he know? And I'm looking for him everywhere outside. <laughs> he's, he's got the control to the garage. And <laughs> we, I, are, we are everywhere. I'm out there looking for him. And I can hear them going, Jacob, open this door. Jacob, open this door. <laughs> anyway, it turns out. He got so bloody hot in the back of the car. He was watching us. He was in the boot of the car. So, um, That's hilarious. Anyway, he got so hot he comes out of it. But he's just like, never underestimate the power of a man. We've all played about it. I mean, he was so in his element. He's a character. He's funny. He's naughty. Yeah. But he's also quite witty, you know, and, and out of it, what we've done since. And we've made him the whole centre of attention for the week. And I said to Taylor, just play it up with him. Because he just had a moment, you know. And I think what's so exciting about that and just hearing you say that about our men is, you know, I'll occasionally send him a text saying, I so love your humour. Or I so love the way you vacuumed the lounge today. Like I really, I asked yeah. you to do it this morning and I really appreciate you doing it. And someone else said to me, you know, you're so full on, Kim. Tell him he has to mow the lawns or tell him he has to vacuum or whatever. He's still in that space where vacuuming and mowing lawns is a real chore. Like mm. literally doesn't, or he reminds you that he did it last month <laughs> and why should he do it again? <laughs> um, but really why I bring all this up is, is just, I think what I've got from you is, it's okay to honour them for being men, but to empower them. We- it's so true, and we, we talked to this about talk to the, talk to our clients about this. Is rather than pull love away and give ultimatums and tell do this other that or this will happen, mm. empower through love and exactly what we've been doing. Appreciate a huge thing for a man is appreciation. If they yeah. if more women will give their men appreciation, the men will do more stuff. And we'll simplify it with something that we teach, which is the three masculine rules, and there's three feminine rules as well. So if you want to motivate a masculine person, a man or a masculine woman, it's all about, you know, showing that appreciation and um, also... Staying open, staying not open, closing, closing off. off. That, that does not help men. Men want to know that the woman's open to them, open to their, their suggestions, that they're trusted. Yeah. And the, and the last one was to appreciate to, and to show freedom. Yeah. Give him freedom. the freedom. So, and when we talk about freedom, it's about, like I was saying before, giving him that trust that you know he's capable 
And, you know, you can't build any relationship without a level of trust and honesty. And if you don't feel like you trust one another, not just you don't trust, you, you know, you trust that they're not going to go, your partner's not going to go and cheat on you, but trust in his capabilities. Not and, trust that he, and trust that he can make decisions that are in the best interests of both of you. And that's the, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of women, I guess, who go into these masculine roles can't leave it at work and they come home and they're these dominating forces who don't show their partner the level of trust in their capabilities trust that they need. And it affects them on a hormonal level, like you ladies would know. It builds testosterone in a woman, which doesn't help her relieve stress. We need a bit of that oxytocin. We've got we've got some uh, amazing friends still in Melbourne and Shannon Justin. Yeah, yeah. And he's he's a, he's an amazing guy, the Kiwis. We won't won't hold that against him. (laughs) But he's a a driven businessman Mm. and she's got a high-powering corporate job, but they have an amazing relationship. So part of what we do is we want to learn. We ask them what what is it in their opinion that makes – they've just had a beautiful little girl too who's nearly one. But we ask what was it? What is it? Because it's so easy for for her to come home and be exuding that masculine energy – and not trust, not appreciate, and for him to go into pleaser mode mm. and to withdraw. But it doesn't happen, so we want to know why. And all they said is communication, and she was at a, they were both at a consciousness level, realising if that is not in the, interest, the best interest of their relationship, for her to come home and have all this masculine energy from work, and his death, and he needs to be uh, what we call mature masculine, be able to handle some of that, be bulletproof. Yeah. If she's bringing some of that storm, be bulletproof, let that wash over and stand strong, stand strong in his masculinity, which will allow her to fall back into her femininity. Mm. I call Tim my Rocky because he just like no matter how many throw like throws I throw I call him that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just gets right back up. Can I, can I um, just stop us here? Mm. Um, we've done our hour right. because I'm the timekeeper now. Yeah, yeah. But I'd like to continue this conversation um, in the next um, week's podcast. Yeah. Sure. That's great. Okay, so um, yeah, let's do that. I, I would like to get more into relationships. Okay, and, let's. And, well, and, I didn't hear the female part. I want yeah, to hear the three female things. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So well, I'm just. Why don't, well, why don't we? Why don't we work on that next week? Because these guys would be happy to come back. Would you be happy to come back yeah. next week? Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> why don't we? Why don't we go through the femininity side of things? Watch you are. And and we'll do that next week. And do that next yeah. week. Yeah. yeah. I would. I would love. That'll to make you stay tuned, won't <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> 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 so Karen, it's 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 your cue. Okay, so that's my cue to wrap it up. <laughs> so go to our. What were you going to say, Kim? Nothing. I was getting the beautiful technological <laughs> oh, microphone. Microphone. Oh, microphone. Yeah, right. Okay, gotcha. Right, you are. <laughs> so hopefully you've loved this week's podcast as much as we have, and you've loved meeting Tim and Ness. We haven't even talked sex yet. <laughs> oh, we've got so much to chat oh, about. I can listen to this episode. <laughs> Next week's one, you may not want to go there. You may want, you may hear things you don't want to hear about your daughter. So go to our Facebook page at all the W's dot Facebook.com forward slash up for a chat and post all of your comments and all of your questions so that we can um, make sure that we so that we can make sure that we comment we cover everything that you guys want to know. You can also post your comments at all the W's dot the wellness couch forward slash up for a chat and you can post your comments there as well now for those of you guys who want to get up close and personal with us 
Come to Awaken the Change Within. That's going to be running on the 20th through the 23rd of November, and it's up on the Sunshine Coast in Mooloolaba. Now, we've still got some tickets available, but make sure that you book your seats because we are going to sell out and we don't want you to miss out. What we've also decided today as a group is we're going to bring Tim and Ness to Awaken the Change, and we are going to have them deliver um, some of their content for us. (laughs) Was that a a yay? No, it's a yay. Ness actually didn't know that this was happening. No, can I tell you now? I discussed it. I discussed it. Hey, maybe we'll be in there soon. Well, you got it. So you has been negotiating with Karen while we've been chatting. See? So Tim and Ness are going to come and join us for the last hour or one of the last hours on the final day where you get to bring your partners. So for those of you guys who are local and Brisbane-based or if you're flying in, now's a good time to have a conversation with your partner and bring them up and let them have you know a bit of time up on the Sunshine Coast, nice and relaxing. And then on the final part of Awaken the Change on the last day, you're going to get some um, love from Tim and Ness. So we're really excited about that. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> so join us here next week for more of Tim and Ness with us, us funky, spunky girls on Awaken the Change Within and become part of the ripple effect that's changing the world. We're going to see you on the ride. All our love. Bye for now. Hi, it's Damien Christoph here. If you're loving the Wellness Couch podcast, then you'll absolutely love our special once-only free four-part webinar series starting Thursday, October 30. Join me and my Wellness Guys co-host plus Marcus Pierce from 100 Not Out and Inside the Champion's Mind as we dive deep into the hot topics of wellness over four consecutive weeks. Brett Hill will kick us off by showing you how to be fab and fit in five. I'll be presenting What the F and discussing the big bad F words when it comes to food. Lawrence Tam will leave you inspired with a magnificent mindset and MP will reveal his 10-step formula to mastering your life. These webinars are absolutely free and they go for an hour each and they take place every Thursday night from October 30 until November 20. To get access, you must sign up. So simply go to www.thewellnesscouch.com or check out The Wellness Couch on Facebook. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.